Hello, ladies and gents. This is Michael Hendricks and James Carr. We are recording these episodes on Twenty Air Radio. Welcome to the new show. This is Fall 2017, called Mike James Humcast Edition. Where every episode, it is our mission to get. Hello, ladies and gents. This is Michael Hendricks and James Carr. We are recording these episodes on Twenty Air Radio. Welcome to the new show. This is Fall 2017, called Mike James Humcast Edition, where every episode it is our mission to get past the hump in the week. The show meets our weekly allowance of entertainment and sports, film, music, art, and other productions. On the show, we will have interviews with actors, musicians, athletes, and artists. James and I are the OGs of the school to keep the show original. We are two regular guys bringing down to the world with entertainment, sports broadcasting, commentating, socials, comedy, or some sort of new production we got stirred up for you. Could be Michael Hendricks with his wits, or James Carr with his poise behind the mic. Each episode will be different, so it does not matter if you start with the first or newest episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I am loud. Welcome to the Hump Day Humpcast with Mike and James and our special guest, as always. He's a CTX soccer player. He is um, number three. Number six. Six. <laughs> <laughs> Got that part wrong. And um, we yeah, are here today. Yeah. James. It's our last episode. How you doing today? We Ollie? made it. I'm doing pretty good, actually. It's first... Uh, First radio show, so I'm feeling pretty excited. First radio show? Yeah. Awesome. And what year are you? Um, I'm a senior, so. Awesome. But even though I won't be graduating in the spring, I'll be graduating next fall. So technically, I guess. Super senior. Yeah. Super senior swag. I got you. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from, and uh, how did you get to Concordia? <laughs> All right, so I'm originally from Austin. Um, I went to elementary, middle school, and high school here, so I guess you, I, you could be called, I could be called an Austinite for sure. Um, so how I came to Concordia, which I was actually looking for different schools to potentially play soccer at, and so during the recruiting process for finding different schools, I wasn't having really much luck with uh, contacting coaches and all that kind of stuff, which at the club soccer team that I was about and I was with um, they kind of help you with that process of contacting coaches sending them your tapes and kind of the initial contact and whatsoever Um, and so for Concordia I actually had the ex-Concordia coach who now is assistant coach at St. Edwards come and see one of my trainings at my club sessions um, for a different player I was like dang I didn't really realize there's a Division three school here in Austin that I could potentially go to. And so I applied, I got in, and then also my girlfriend at the time, who I'm not dating now, <laughs> 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 um, she got accepted too. So I was like, dang, this is, seems, you know, either a good idea or a bad idea. <laughs> and so I ended up getting accepted, and then I was like, okay, like I'll go ahead and stay here in Austin. Um, just because I got family here, I got a brother with disabilities who I would love to stay around for, you know, and so really my main reason how I ended up here. 
That's great. Yeah, yeah. What are you studying here? Environmental science. So that's pretty cool. I mean, I get to uh, go out into the preserve quite a bit, kind of um, seeing how uh, we got a big, actually a feral hog problem down there right now. So oh, yeah. just trying to get taken care of. So. I'm I'm pretty big into the shooting hog business. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. We have we have a slew of them up in my property, about two and a half hours west of here. But I I've seen some on campus. Oh really? I haven't. I've only seen a few in the preserve. I'm, I almost it, hit one in my truck. <laughs> and Dude, please, if you're good. Kind of sad I didn't. That's hilarious. But um. Yeah, well, I like my major. It's it's fun. I mean, it's a really broad field, but for the most part, it's pretty cool. I enjoy it. So, did you play uh, soccer all four years? All four years, yeah. Started with um, <coughs> the coach who recruited me, um, Coach Corey Miller, who recruited me. And this actually, this last year, my senior year, we got a new coach because, like I said earlier. Coach Miller accepted an assistant coaching job at St. Edwards, which is a Division II school. And so with the new coach my senior year, I was like, wasn't really sure what to expect, you know. It's a new face of the program, you know, you're not really sure what, what you're going to get, you know. You, you know, the last three years that I've been here, I've been, I've, I've been used to how Coach Corey has, you know, been coaching with his philosophies and everything. Um, but I would say this, this year went actually pretty well. Um, not as good as the last, but... As a collective group and having a new basis for a team, I think it went it went pretty decent. Yeah, um, it's definitely tough whenever you get in that routine. Yeah, for a couple of years, and then all of a sudden they change it up with a new coach. Yeah. So how was the team uh, chemistry? How was how was that? Um, I'd say team chemistry was actually pretty good this year. Um, compared to other years, I'd say we kind of definitely, definitely connected a lot, uh, you know, spending time together on the, on the, on the buses, on road trips, you know, you get to, you get to know a lot of your teammates that way and, you know, sharing different rooms with them. You get paired with different roommates every time you go, you know, so you get to know exactly in depth of how people are and stuff like that. So it was, it was fun. I think we really connected as a team and the coach now, coach Nick Mims, He's a pretty cool, laid-back dude, so it's like easy to get to know him and get to kind of joke around with him, even though it can be a good thing or a bad thing. You know, it could. It was fun, more or less. But overall, in the season, um, we lost in the first round of conference playoffs. Mm. In the last two years, we went to the semifinals. Actually, last year we lost in penalty kicks in the semifinals, which was Damn. pretty heartbreaking. But who did y'all play in the semifinal? Oh, this last one. Oh, this year we lost to a team. We lost to Ozarks, which is a team from Arkansas. And then last year we lost in the semifinal to UT Dallas. So, pretty. I mean, Ozarks historically hasn't been very good in our conference, but UT Dallas has always been really, really good. So yeah, it's, it's you know. I've noticed UT Dallas, UT Dallas, and UT Tyler have both been given Concordia fits in pretty much any sport. Yeah. And yeah. pretty well-off schools. So, um, did you ever thought about going Division One or two? I initially did before I committed here. I, I um, I did think about contacting. Um, let me think. 
West Texas A&M, UT Permian Basin, and St. Edwards. Um, I could have gone to West Texas A&M, but I was just like, yeah, that's all the way in Canaan, you know? So that was like a seven, I don't know really how long it is, but I think it's like maybe six hours or something, so I didn't really want to drive that long over there. So I decided to stay here, and I'm, I'm, I'm content with it because as, you know, a soccer program here at Concordia historically hasn't been very good, you know. Um, before my class came in, you know, every single, every single season we would only win like three, four games. And so when Coach, Killer, Coach Miller brought in our senior class, he was like, okay, you guys are the basis to change this program. You know, and that's initially what happened. Even though my freshman year we didn't do very well in the conference, my sophomore year, junior year, and this year have all, have all been really good. I've all been, um, we've all had winning records. We made it to conference playoffs every single year besides freshman year. So I think overall it's been a success in terms of changing the program around, you know. What's your normal position? Um, it kind of, it can actually vary quite Normal a bit. position. <laughs> <laughs> normal position on the soccer. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't mean to say that. <laughs> okay, so I would say, um... I'm a, I'm an attacking player, so either center forward, left winger, right winger. I'm pretty versatile in terms of things there. But this year, my main position was a center forward since our starting center forward pulled up um, towards ACL. Originally, I was on the left wing or right wing. So mm. this year, it was kind of like my freshman year where I played forward, which isn't really, I guess, my original spot, which I had to cope with that, which was okay, but... Any, honestly, really any attacking position. Have you always been an attacker? Yeah. I mean, I guess at one point I played a few games in high school varsity where I was a left back, but that was only for a few games, but ever since then I've always been attacking. Gotcha. Where'd you go to high school again? McNeil. So it's right down the road, actually. Okay. So it's yeah. not very far from here. For the audience, including me, who doesn't know anything about soccer mm-hmm. whatsoever, now, like, what do these positions that you say do? Like the attacker, do you go attack the goal? Yeah, so I'll kind of explain a little bit more about it. So you have your, so depending on what formation your team will start out with, like there's 10 field players and one goalkeeper, right? Mm. And so you'll have four defenders, you'll have a center back and two, and two wing backs or two, like a left back and a right back. And those, those guys are going to be obviously your, your bases of your defense. They're going to, you know, you're going to, they're going to shut down any other attackers that are going to be running at them. Um, but then in front of your four attackers, say say that the team you're playing on is plays in a formation like of a four four two, four defenders, four midfielders, and two forwards, right? Um, so you have your four defenders, and then you have a four midfielders, which will be like your center mids in the four four two. You have the two in the middle, which will be responsible for more or less swinging the ball around um, to your forwards to really pretty much connect any any position from the backs, from the from the midfield, and from the forwards. How many players are you allowed to have on the field? Ten, and then Ten. and then and then your goalkeeper. So your goalkeeper. Okay, cool. So yeah. So it's it's crazy different the different amount uh, or different kinds of formations that teams will play. You'll you'll play like a four four two, which is a pretty basic, pretty original formation, and then you'll have like a three a three five two. It's only three three center backs or three defenders, five midfielders, and and, and two forwards. And so it all just depends on really the the players that you have and kind of base base around. You know their attributes to what they can, what they can give to the team, and kind of base around, base your team around that. You know, 
I really appreciate the knowledge because, like, I'm watching volleyball and then yeah. I have no idea, like, how they're calling plays or, like, what they're setting up oh, for. Yeah. Same with soccer. Like, I just see, you know, guys running around right. just constantly attacking the ball and trying to get it to each other. Yeah, and, and it's I, super interesting because... I can't see plays. Yeah, <laughs> this year this year in particular, um, it was, like, me or us and this one other team, I think it might have been UT Dallas, who played fairly similarly. Um, we like to keep the ball, kind of string passes around, and not really, like hit the ball forward and just go and run. We like to kind of keep possession of the ball and kind of break teams down by passing in, mm. you know, and just one, one, two touches with the ball and then passing in, just keep keep moving patterns and stuff. And so, but the team that won the conference this year um, was UMHB, uh, and they their style of play was quite different. They were just, they had really two, two really fast wingers and some pretty good, um, guys up top who could just fly, you know, and just super fast dudes. And so they would just hit the ball forward and just pray and go and go and go and press you and press you, high press you and, and, and kind of get their opportunities that they had and hopefully they can get a a good goal. And that's what, that's the basis of how they played. And they actually did, they did that pretty consistently and pretty well. So that's one of the reasons how they, they won the conference just because they were so consistent about what they did, you know. So you keep running and running around and running and running? Yeah, I mean, depending on your formation and the way you play, like UMHB guys, those guys will run their they'll run their ass off, you know? <laughs> what were y'all's workouts look like? Um, because that's a lot of running, I would think. It is. It's quite a bit. I think the average amount of miles that a soccer player runs a game is like six and a half or maybe five and a half miles per game on average. Per person? Yeah. Wow. Or maybe maybe some of the center backs are a little bit less because they'll usually kind of go back and forth. They won't actually sprint unless someone got slipped into behind and so they could break away. But more or less, the, the center backs will stay pretty stationary. But everything, everyone else is going to be running uh-huh. about about that much a game. So it's it's quite a bit. But I say in terms of workouts, um, preseason was definitely hard. Obviously, in every kind of sport, preseason is going to be preseason going to be pretty difficult. But this year, our coach didn't really stress fitness all that much, um, opposed to my coach that was here. Um, he kind of focused on more of a chemistry with the players, which I, I'm not mad at, you know. I believe chemistry is important. But I'd say something for fitness if, per se, I don't know, like my coach last year, he, he would bring up any kind of silly, like, um, excuse to run us, like, if... If one of us like left something on the bus, you know, if one of us left a jacket or one of us left their cleats, it's like, oh, so and so left this on the bus. We're gonna do like three or four fourteen eighty two or something like that. Which which is like you run half the field, come back full field and back into certain run time, which sucked. I hated those, but that is most coaches. And back in high school, you know, I had to run around the bus a few times. Could you explain the offside rule? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I still can't. No, no, no. That. I try to under- I try to explain to, you know, my girlfriend whenever she wasn't all about the soccer, you know, world. Um, so I'll explain a bit. So I'll kind of make gestures with my hand. I know viewers and yeah, listeners can't yeah. see this, but say you have three defenders on the opposing team, right? And you have an attacking person right here. And say say this napkin is a goal. 
and you have your defenders and you have your attacking player maybe dribbling with the ball at the defenders. Yeah. If you have another an, a teammate that's running on, like making a run in between their center backs, and the guy plays it in between there. Um, so this guy, it's kind of a rule to avoid cherry picking. So you can't stay like all the way over here and yeah. a guy plays it over. Because yeah. then that's be called cherry picking. But the rule is... If you have three defenders and you got have a, a dribbling at the ball, you can play the guy in, but once you play it, the guy can't be already above or like behind behind the back line when he plays it in, because then that'd be considered cherry picking. Okay, so at least one of the defenders has to be. And, like, uh, parallel to the guy as he's running on. Okay. You know, so as he plays it, if the guy's already behind him that's offside okay right and so it's it's pretty pretty difficult i mean obviously in professionals now i think they're starting to implement technologies to kind of uh call them reduce kind of reduce the imperfections of referees getting it wrong which is a new thing to soccer obviously technologies have been implemented in you know different kind of sports i know it's um but it's a new one for soccer which is going to be which is controversial to a lot of uh, different uh, organizations around the world. Tell me if I'm right. Cherry picking is basically camping. Yeah, exactly. Waiting for you yeah, know, exactly. an open shot. Mm-hmm. So in basketball, yeah. if you like, the opposing team has it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all. The yeah. guy just throws it over. I mean, even though it is legal, it's like, yeah, you know, it, it avoids that in soccer. So I'd like to see some new technology for baseball because I think those umps are blind. <laughs> <laughs> some of them just are bad i mean yeah. you know they they have a good success rate nah, mm-hmm. same with soccer referees I, I mean you can't really take out the human part yeah but yeah it's all part of it I could definitely it. i could definitely be in for some new technologies for baseball yeah that would be cool that would be cool when uh, did when did you first start playing soccer uh oh man it's been like since i was around i started when i was like four or so my parents lived up in New York for for a year, and I started mm. there, and then they came back to Austin, and so that's where I started, and just kept playing, and, and um, since then, how long did they live in New York? For just a year. So this was 1999. Mm. So the year 1999 into 2000. So a year right before uh, 9/11, which is kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah. So I've been in the I've been in the World Trade Center. It's it's it's. It's kind of crazy to say that, but even though I don't really remember it, yeah, I have photos of it and everything, so it's kind of crazy. So you've been playing all your <laughs> life. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of strange to think about now how it's I'm done with my collegiate career, and it's just like what I'm, I'm, it would be cool to maybe try out for a semi-pro team, but I really have bigger pictures in my in my mind to actually, you know, pursue what I'm here at Concordia for. Instead of something else. I definitely think there's like an age that a lot of collegiate players, maybe high school players, even high school players, can say that, all right, this is not going to, like, let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. This probably isn't going to happen. I've already been there. Yeah. I mean, the chances of it is literally, like, ridiculously low. It is. It is. Making it. It is crazy. I have a couple of buddies who played Division One at uh, North Carolina, mm. and I would say they have the the best chance of maybe going to the MLS. Like, the MLS will have, like, a draft, just like football does, just like basketball does. But it's called the MLS Super Draft, and it's not, like, 
they draft like a ton of players like they do with basketball and football and whatnot. Um, but it's like a it's kind of like a low key draft, and only like the really very good people who do well in the national tournament um, for the Division One soccer will probably get selected by an MLS team. Wow, you know that's Major League Soccer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hopefully they go to the Dallas one. Yeah, Dallas yeah, team. FC Dallas. Yeah, they're they've been. I think they did well this year. I think they made it to the. Playoffs. I haven't followed any soccer whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not really into MLS. I really follow European soccer, like the English Premier League and La Liga, which is the Spain or which is the the the, the league in Spain and the Italian league and also um, what else you got the French league as well. So. They definitely love their football. Oh yeah, they do. They do, and their rugby. And their rugby. Oh, dude, rugby's like one of the most interesting sports yeah. to me. Like, I I could watch it forever. Yeah, I know, I know. It's actually borderline, almost as big as soccer in Europe, or actually in yeah. England. I I guess you could yeah. say. But. So going back to Concordia, mm-hmm. um, how do you get like fans and? family or whoever the community out to your games and support y'all because y'all also don't have a practice field here right i mean we do we practice on the baseball field and so well y'all don't have a field here no we don't have a field so our home field last year was at um old settlers it was at or this year was at old settlers but last year it was at uh gosh it was at saint it was at a private high school down through 60 i can't remember his name saint stephen's private high school and that field was actually pretty nice. It was actual grass. You have one for me, but it's funny. But this year, yeah, it was at Old Settlers. There's a new uh, facility over at New Set- uh, Old Settlers that they that they made this year, which is really nice, really good fields. They have a really nice grass field, and they have a really nice turf field. So it really depends on how many teams will put on the grass field, because if you have a, a team who play on the grass field maybe last week or maybe a few days ago, then we would probably play on the turf field just so they wouldn't mess up that grass, you know? Yeah. Um, but... I would say practicing on the baseball field all these four years has it's it almost has helped us a bit just because that field is pretty narrow for for a soccer field. So whenever we play on different fields and they're wider, it's easier for us to move the ball since there's so so much more space, you know. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if there's any plans for Concordia to to um, have a soccer field slash track later on in the future i'm assuming so but i don't i don't know if there's a timeline for it right now i i definitely can't see where they would build it on campus no. unless it was nearby the guard shack on that left mm-hmm. side yeah yeah because i've seen tornado trail and you know i've been on it and there's really no place for a soccer field it's really like rugged and lots of hills but yeah i'd like to see a soccer field yeah but yeah it would be cool and it would give you guys more um more space during, yeah, I mean, during when during y'all's or during y'all's spring season too. Yeah, and right? we can get intermural or during y'all's fall season. Sorry, yeah, yeah. intermural and stuff like that. So it's I not know. like we don't hate it, but you know sometimes people leave trash and oh uh, yeah, other stuff we gotta be picking up. So yeah. it's kind of a little nuisance, but it is. We it get is. over ourselves and yeah. we accept it. Yeah. I'm glad y'all can yeah. have a practice field here, yeah. especially at a small school like this. I guess we kind of have to cope with what we got until yeah. we got more. For sure. Yeah. Well, I'll be out of here, so I won't really. <laughs> yeah. <care. laughs> it was funny because once I was get, when I when I was getting recruited here, 
one of uh, the admissions counselors who was a uh, assistant coach the year before was saying, yeah, like, by your junior year, like, we'll probably have a stadium or facility. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, that did not happen. <laughs> yeah. But. They say a lot of things to keep you here. They do. <coughs> and I don't, I don't, I honestly don't regret. <laughs> what did you say, James? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a weird cough. <laughs> I honestly don't. I know, that was horrible. Yeah. I don't regret, um. No regrets. Not going here, actually. I mean. Like I said previously, we were we were recruited to change the program, and that's what, and that's what ultimately happened. You know, mm. it changed the face, it changed the, the the motivation for each and every one of us. So it's just, I think it was overall pretty good. I mean, as a um, individual myself, um, this year was huge for me because I broke my personal record of having six goals this season, opposed to all my other seasons having. Last season five, and the season before that five, and then my freshman year three. So this year was, I think, my best year, um, only because I had six goals. I broke the um, all-time leading goal-scoring record for the for the school, also most assists, and also most points. So pretty much what what most points is is for every goal, for every passes completed, for every shots on frame on the goal, you get a certain point. And so I broke. I guess I broke the record for that too, which I think was forty. 41 or so I think I ended up with 45 points this year or something like that Wow! and I ended up with 19 goals throughout my whole career being here so I think it's been a, a successful year for myself but I guess I could obviously could have improved this year but we kind of we worked with uh, I think we did well with what we had we had some injuries we had some guys who didn't return this year than last so I think we did fairly decent this year yeah. Congrats on the success. Thanks, man. I appreciate Ollie. it. I appreciate yeah, it. that's definitely something to be proud of, leaving your mark just after you graduate. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really cool thing. I wish I could, you know, have a chance to do that someday. Now you've been on a tornado radio show. That's true, that's true. And I would say just being at a smaller school whose soccer program hasn't always been as very big or as very large and very prestigious, I guess. Um that statistic is fairly low opposed to other schools like i think another gentleman in the U- for the UT Dallas team this uh this year broke his record for his school which was like the 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 goals are like 33 so it's it's almost double what the record was here and that's just part of just the soccer program not being as well good here than it was mm-hmm. you know but well thanks for uh coming on the show and for coming on our Last episode, you get a gift card. I get a gift card? To a movie house in your... Whoa. That's pretty sweet. It's just one. It's not two. No, so. I mean, I'm not complaining. Once, once, uh... Bianca's here, and that's his girlfriend. So that's <laughs> I appreciate that. And any, um, <clears throat> anything else you want to tell the next generation soccer players? Um, well, next year, not generation. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say to... Incoming freshman next year and, you know, the guys who are still part of the program is just keep staying with it and keep being motivated. Don't let anybody tell you that, you know, oh, you guys are not going to be good next year because you have so many seniors leave. No, no, I would, like, take that as, as motivation to, to get you through the season next year. I mean, you have some you have some really good potential with the young players coming in um, from this from this class or from this freshman year. And then... 
use your experience that you've already had. You know, I guess that's something that everyone will say um, for every single team. But I would say from the experience that we have and the guys who are still here, um, I just think that maybe some other kind of leaders need to show up and kind of take charge of, of you know, of the team next year and hopefully hopefully uh, we'll see some improvement from this year even. Yeah. All right. I'll come back for my Masters and yeah. try out for the team. <laughs> All right, man. We appreciate having you. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I and that's it, it from Mike and James Humpcast Edition. See you next year. <laughs>